Welcome everyone to the Leader Next Door podcast, where we find leaders from all walks of life and find out their secret strategies for success. New episodes are released every Thursday. Sit back and enjoy the show. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. I feel like you look familiar. Oh, no. <laughs> I was afraid this would happen someday. <laughs> Um, well, a lot of people say I look like the guy, uh, Yukon Cornelius, the, uh, do you ever, you ever hear that guy? He's like the old big guy with the beard, um, and the pickaxe and the red hat. I don't know. It's like a cartoon oh, yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. No, you uh, look like familiar, familiar. So did you, you went to North Penn? I did not. No. Oh, you didn't? Yeah. Oh. No, I didn't go to North Penn. I went to Pensbury high school. Oh, okay. Ever hear of it? Yeah. I've heard of Pensbury. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you go but to I North Penn high school? I did, but okay. for some reason, I guess with Sean's podcast or like somewhere, I was like, oh, like he went to North Penn or something. Or yeah, he was like in my English class in 11th grade or something, probably, you thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, that's cool. Um, so the funny thing was, is this whole world, like I, that's one thing that I love about life is like getting to meet new people in ways that you may not expect. So I definitely don't really have any idea who you are. I just heard great things and good vibes through um, another guest that I had a couple of weeks ago, Sean, who I also never heard of and didn't know, found out about him through through someone else that I did know. So, yeah. you know, I, a lot of good things were said about you. Sean reached out and said that um, you would be a, a really great person to talk to and just, you know, see what's sort of going on. And yeah. um so I, I was hoping you could just introduce yourself and tell us kind of a little bit about yourself and, and your life. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sean and I, um, went. we went to North Penn together and we kind of were friends. We, we became friends like in like, I guess like seventh or eighth grade. Wow. So we are 2001 graduating class. Um, and he's, we've just been like really like best friends throughout like, our adult life, you know, you know how it goes like ups and downs with like when you're busy with kids and life, but like we've always stayed connected. Um, and you know, about a year and a half, two years ago, I kind of started, um, a new journey with starting a business, going back to school and starting a business mm -hmm. and, um, simply, and I'm sure we'll talk more about it, but it's, really for unresolved trauma um, and helping people navigate like trauma from childhood and things like that um, through what we call somatic therapy, which is like a body through the body, um, helping people kind of feel their way through things versus like talking about it. And um, so it's kind of like a holistic approach. It's like a different holistic kind of approach to talk therapy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Sean and I both had, you know, not great childhoods. So we always connected on that. Um, and then last summer, I had my first like workshop, like a live workshop for six weeks, cool. um, where it went through this process of kind of like bringing into awareness, like things that maybe you've gone through that are impacting you today as an adult. And just reconnecting to your body and feeling through um, some of these things and uh, connecting mm. to the younger parts of yourself. Yeah. That's... And, uh, Go ahead. Sorry, yeah, I totally cut you off. 
he came and it was like a really great experience for him and it kind of set his path you know in like a direction where he he was already heading there but it like really set his path on to where he wants to go and the things that he's like you know driven driven to um where he's going in his life so yeah that's a I mean do you feel like I do want to I would love to talk about all of the things I actually looked up just now I looked up your um Instagram because I had looked at it before when when Sean told me about you and and there were so many words on there that I didn't understand and I, I was like oh my god I got to write all these down because I don't know what all this is but yeah. like I do I I absolutely want to get into those things and it to me it seems like it, without knowing you at all it seems like you are you have the you feel like you can um, heal people or help them. And not I'm not saying like, we're not talking witchcraft here. We're not talking like no. voodoo. I'm just, I mean like you've, it seems like you really feel like you can help them and maybe some, um, I, I don't know if they're even traditional or non-traditional ways, but uh, I definitely want to get into that. But I also, I, I kind of want to start back with like, um, you know, you said you and Sean both had like not great childhoods and we don't have to get into all that, but it's like, what was what was life kind of like growing up and and how did you um you know how did you how did you deal with hardships maybe like as a kid yeah. or, or what are some things that maybe came up that that you had to deal with yeah yeah absolutely and again you don't have to share it like, i'm just no just i'm totally like an open book yeah cool. okay um but um but to your first question like i definitely don't think i can like heal people or anything i think that everyone has the answers within themselves and their, their truth and everything is within them. And we just have, we live in such a culture and society where we live in denial and we're asleep to all of these things. And all of what we see externally helps us just stay stuck in these negative beliefs. So I feel like my role, if I had to say, is just a guide. Like I've I've kind of taken everything that I learned and that helped me and formatted it to make it easier for someone to go, okay, uh, I, I know I have unresolved trauma. My life is going haywire. I don't know what to do. I yeah. know I need to heal, but like, like, where do I go? What do I do? It's like, oh, like there's a little bit of organization and here's a plan that I've put in place that covers these components that can help you, but you have, it's all within yourself. I'm just kind of guiding, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. um, It's more like that guiding is like coaching in a way. So like, it's like, I'm a a trauma-informed coach, but I don't, I empower them to do their own work and I just provide guide, guidance in that. Awesome. I, I love that. I mean, I know I yeah. asked you, like, I have a tendency to ask 27 questions at once. And then <laughs> I forget the ones I asked because I, because then you, when you start talking, you just talk about this other stuff. I, that's why I've been writing things down. So I just kind of yeah. keep my mouth shut for a little bit. And I, cause I did want to hear a little bit about, you know, Ser- young Serena. And that sounds yeah. like, you know, it sounds like it could be a show. I don't know. Young Serena. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. So growing up, um, was definitely like hard. Yeah. Um, you know, if you know, like North Penn school district, like, you know, it, it's like 
kind of like a, a well-known sort of, I don't want to say prestigious, but like, you know, there's, it's like a, a, like a good community for sure. Um, good families, sports, all that stuff. And I feel like I was someone who always wanted to, f- to try to like fit in mm-hmm. um, because my life was so not normal at home. So I um, like, you know, there was addiction in my family, like both mom and dad. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that, you know, is a lot to deal with. And um, also like mental health yeah. issues. Yeah. Um, and parents were divorced. So even go even going back and forth, there was it was still at both places, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you weren't really getting a break relief. Yeah. Yeah. From it. Um, and at some point, um, there, there also became like a role of reversal with parenting with like, I was more like the mom and my mom was more like the kid. Yeah. And, um, I did have, I do have an older sister, um, and a younger sister and a younger brother, but my older sister and I have the same mom and dad. And, uh, and I really think having her as like, like she's two years older than me, it probably helped my experience more because I had someone that was always with me that I wasn't alone in just these unsafe, like not healthy situations. Like she and her and I are like best friends. Yeah. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. And, um, but, but you know, who I was was someone who wanted to, to fit in, um, someone that was, um, kind and, you know, wanted to be friends with like everyone, um, but leaned more towards like the bad crowd, I guess, because yeah. that was, you know, like, I feel like all the kids that like I grew up with, like all had some trouble going on at home. Yeah. So like we all like, you all kind of like find each other, like You're some drawn way. to each other, drawn towards to each other or something. Everyone had like divorced parents or like, you know, just cr- yeah. crazy stuff going on at home. Um, parents that were struggling with addictions and stuff like that. Um, but I did, I did have like a, a wide group of friends. I didn't, um, I wasn't a great student, like in, in like high school, like I was like a, like a C student. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until like I went to college and like found my like path, like I exceeded. So it, it wasn't that I wasn't smart. I yeah. just, I didn't have I didn't have like support or tools or like any, any guidance. So I just kind of like floated through like at the bare minimum. And I think like, just not to cut you off, but like I, I similar, similar, not, not exactly, but similar story as far as school goes. Like I'm a, I'm a high school teacher now and I, I just didn't, I didn't care about when I was in high school. I just, I was a very nice kid kind of like you. Um, I probably wasn't getting into much trouble. I did sports and stuff. Um, I was quiet. I was shy. Um, but I feel like, I don't know. I, I went to Pensbury high school. Like I, like I said, mm-hmm. um, and I see kids now at the high school that I teach at. And there's a lot of kids, like a lot of kids that come from these great homes, um, have all this support and they take these AP classes and they're so successful and they have this tutor and that tutor. And that's great. But to be honest with you, like I, not that I still have resentment, but I certainly like, I didn't have that back then. I didn't even know right. what the SAT was. There was no path. There was no, none of that. And and so it has helped me like guide kids that 
are probably like you and I. Mm-hmm. They're really smart, but they're just not even, they might go to college and they can absolutely excel. It's just they haven't been like guided or coached guided. in yes. the right way. And I don't even know if the right way is, is the way to say it, but I totally yeah. get that. And it's cool that you went on and, and sort of like figured things out. Um, but mm-hmm. I think like hearing your story and just kind of like relating it to my life a little bit. Yeah. I think it makes it like almost you're, you almost appreciate it more or you almost like like it, it's not like like for me, I don't think I was always ever I wasn't always expected to to make it. And like that wasn't mm-hmm. even a thing like but other kids were and it's like they're just kind of going through the motions. And then if they don't, it's a failure. I don't yeah. know. It seems like with you and, and, and just kind of like drawing some parallel the high school life can be tricky and then, and then you move yeah. on and you start to figure things out. But, you know, I kind of cut you off, but that sounds like, um, a, a lot of uh, just parallels that I, that I heard from your story yeah. so far. Yeah. Like, like high school really, it, it doesn't in the big scheme of things, it's not really a reflection of where you're going no. or what, you know, cause as you grow, then you kind of form your own path versus having someone just, okay, here's where you're going. Here's what you're doing, you yeah. know, setting you up in that way. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's wild. I mean, just, and honestly, like, I feel like I've never left high school cause I've been there for 20 years just teaching. And it's like, I'm, I, I'm just, it, it's, it, it's a cycle. Like yesterday was graduation. Kids leave. I get, you know, I get really close with these kids over the three, four years are there and then they leave and it's sad. And then it's like, Oh man. And then I have to start this again. And then you go through a whole nother crop and then they, so it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, a whole process. But I, like I said, I feel like I never left that, um, that piece of like my life. It's, it's kind of, yeah. it's kind of strange, but what, what do did you, te- you uh, sorry, teach? God, I teach at Happer Horsham. Okay. Yeah. What subject? Um, I, so I teach two classes. I teach one class called link crew, which is, you probably never heard of it, but it's like a uh, mentorship program and leadership program for 11th and 12th graders. And I train oh, them cool. over the summer to mentor all freshmen that come into the building. So uh, like, let's say, like if you were a junior and I was a senior and we got partnered up as link crew leaders, we would have our own 10 freshmen for their entire freshman year. And we do a big assembly on the first day and we do like um, a lot of team building and we start like low risk stuff and move up to higher risk things. And um, so I do that and I do an outdoor like survival class. Like I have an outdoor classroom. So I'm into that, that little. That is incredible. Yeah, it's fun. It's not like a real, I'm not like a real teacher. I mean. But uh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's cool. That's like. I feel like how beneficial for kids at that age to have like, you know, peers a few years older, like guiding them. Peer mentoring. Yeah. It's like, it's huge. They don't listen to me. They listen to the other kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, I I saw on your, on the podcast, how it said like survival expert. And I was like, Hmm, I got to see what that's all about. (laughs) I'm going to have to delete expert. I'm definitely into survival, but, um, yeah, no. So I've been doing that for, for quite a while. It's, it's a fun, I mean, it's so fun. I'm so into it and I don't, it's hard to like, if I meet someone like, Oh, what do you do? I'm a teacher. They're like, Oh, social studies, math. It's just, it's not anything, anything anything like like that. that. Yeah. So it's cool. But anyway, um, so for you, like, you, you know, you, you kind of had this life where you grew up drawn towards certain whatever you're, you're, you're kind of just figuring yourself out like every high school kid, but you didn't have mm-hmm. tremendous, let's just say you didn't have tremendous guidance or, or at right. that point. So when was it that you decided, Hey, I'm going to go to college and do something after high school being like a, I don't know, a C student or whatever. Like, I don't know. How, how'd you figure that out? 
Yeah. So this is actually like a really interesting story. So um, because I took that route of like fitting in and just like follow, kind of following like what my friends were doing, I did tech school. Okay. Awesome. Tech school for cosmetology. So like the hair and all that. And not that I ever really wanted to do that as like a job, but the friends that I had all were doing it and it was a way to get out of high school, you know, to go there for the day. And, um, and so again, like I had no purpose, like, like I was just following along and like, Oh, okay, this is what everyone else is doing that I'm friends with. So I'm just gonna do it. Um, so, so then after graduation, like that's like, okay, well, I guess I'm just, that's, I'm going to work as like a hairstylist or whatever. And I honestly was never like super good at it. It was never <laughs> like, you know, how like they're artists, you know, like they oh, are, yeah. they are artists. And like, I did not have that. And I, but it was more just like a job, you know? And so I was working at this salon or whatnot. And I think it was like a hair cuttery or something. Yeah. I've been and, there. When I, I used to have hair, I used to go to the hair cuttery. Good place. <laughs> and uh, this gentleman came in for a haircut. Like he would probably be like a father age figure yeah. to me at that time. And we just got talking and he kind of made a comment to me along the lines of, what are you doing working here? You know, you seem like you have so much um, to like that you could do with your life, you know, I, yeah. I, I'm not, I don't remember what led up to it where he was asking me like about myself or my dreams maybe, but he's like, you know, um, he's like, you know, he just basically questioned like, what are you doing? You know, like you can do anything, yeah. you know, like you can, you can figure it out and do anything, you know? And it's actually kind of sad because like, I, this was a stranger, yeah. you know, that, yeah. like I'm literally cutting his hair that like <laughs> challenged what are you doing? Is this what you're supposed to be doing? You know? And that really changed my perspective. I'm like, yeah, like, what am I doing? Like working here, you know, like, I don't really feel like this is like something I particularly like really enjoy. Like I just did it. I'm just doing it because that's what I thought my path was. Yeah. And I had always wanted, I always knew I wanted to like be a nurse and that I wanted to help people um, and take care of people and, um, and I had heard like, you know, oh, like going like college and how are you going to pay for it? And, you know, um, are you, you know, am I smart enough to like get yeah. through it and all of that? So I had all these doubts, but something, something that that gentleman said, like flipped a switch and, you know, they say the universe puts people in your place, like little angels or yeah. your guidance. And like, I really think that 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 man like shifted and the next week I literally went to Mongo to the college. I made an appointment with the advisor and I was like, she's like, how can I help you? And I'm like, I'm like, I want to be a nurse. I want to go into your nursing program. I don't have any money. I don't have family that can help me pay for it. (laughs) I didn't take SATs. I really was not a great student in high school, but this is like, what I'm thinking I want to do and like what I want to do. Yeah. And, and you help me. Yeah. And they did. And she, we figured it out and then off I went. That's amazing. Yeah. That That's a, that's a great story. I mean, you know, the guy, that guy, I hear, I hear that a lot talking to people and I've always, um, it's not exactly the same, but it's, it's cool how so many 
the smallest thing that somebody can do for you can totally alter the course of your life. Yes. I mean, I talk to one of the things that I sort of like um, show in my class is this guy named Drew Dudley. Have you ever heard of him? He, <clears throat> he's not he's not that famous or anything, but he has this um, YouTube video. So it's probably like 10 years old at this point, And I've definitely talked about it before on this podcast. But he talks about these um, he talks about leadership and how he gives a story. He calls these things lollipop moments. And it's basically, I won't get into the entire story, but it's a good thing. It's only a couple minutes to watch on YouTube sometime. I think you'd like it. But it's basically a moment where there's a girl that's kind of like sad. She's like a freshman in college. And he's like, he's like an advisor or something. He's walking around. He was a student, but he was like a senior. And he's walking around with like a box of like lollipops. And it was like a fundraiser for like, I don't know, juvenile diabetes or something. And he was like, hey, it looks like... um, he gave the lollipop to this like guy and said, Hey, give this, give this lollipop to her and, and tell her like, she's the, the nicest person in the room or something, whatever. So I, I'm totally botching it. it I, I'm, my memory is horrible. But anyway, she was like upset and nervous and anxious and like basically turned around and like smiled and started talking to that guy and whatever. And th- he said something funny too, that like got some laughter. I forget the joke. I'll botch that too. But, um, Years go by and the girl like reached out to him and said, hey, I know you probably don't remember this. And he didn't. He didn't remember it. But that little moment that he created, which this guy drew termed lollipop moments, was very Mm -hmm. simple, very easy and very um, I don't even know if it was necessarily like super sincere, but it was it was positive. And it totally changed like her mood that day. Um, She ended up marrying the guy that she met that day that he introduced to her with the lollipop. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And like, um, it, it was just a great story of how like the smallest thing that you can say to someone that you can, um, you get it. I mean, I'm sure you deal yeah. with this a lot, but it, it really does matter in the way that you interact with the world. Um, mm-hmm. and you can feel it. And, and, and one of the things I challenge like students to do is, all right, let's talk about someone out there who has, said something or done something that has made your life significantly better. And that's like what a lollipop moment is. Yes. And it's like, and they can name all these people. And it's like, well, if you know that that's true, why don't you go out and do that as much as you can times a million and never stop. So that's just a little story. But like, it's so cool that you brought that up because that guy wasn't exactly a lollipop moment because he was almost like, it was almost like a heart, like a a dad lesson. You know what I mean? It was different. Yes. But yeah. it made me think of that, and it's really cool how it, it's very possible that if that gentleman didn't come in, maybe you're not doing what you're doing now. Right, because it was like a ch- like I don't want to say he challenged me, but he questioned like, "What are you doing?" You know, and and I didn't have anyone do that for me. You know, yeah. like um, so I really think it it just flipped a switch, and I it just he just it made me kind of open up to the possibility of just what do you have to lose? Like go, go follow your dreams or go, you know, go, just go and, and see what happens. Just go. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Man. So you go, you know, you, you go on this nursing path and I know there's a lot of different ways to be um, a nurse. My wife's a nurse. She's a, she did nursing for a while and now she does, she's something called a CRNA, which is, okay. I yes, don't know if yes. you know what that is, but mm-hmm. yep. um, so wh- how did your path like, you, you wanted to do nursing. I know it's hard. Like I saw the books my wife went through and I couldn't even pronounce any of the words. They're like this thick. Actually, well, 
there was a bookshelf right behind me and I just kind of got rid of some of the old books, but they're, that's so hard. How did you, how did you manage your way through that? Um, how did you do yeah. it? So like the way Monco had their program set up at the time, it was, um, you know, I had to take a bunch of prerequisites because I didn't do SATs. So I had to do all that. And then you had to take like the nursing, like not your clinicals, but yeah. like just your basic nursing, like anatomy and physiology, microbiology, all those things. Um, but at the time they really prepped you that like, like my AMP anatomy and physiology teacher for the first AMP, he literally said on the first day, he's like this, just this class is going to be a part-time job. So if you want to pass, you know, you have to look at just this class. I don't know what other classes you're taking or if you guys are working, <laughs> but this class is a part-time job. And at that point, I, I think I, I had taken out, like, obviously I had loans and I got scholarships and stuff like that that yeah. the school helped me get. But, um, I took out more loans to cover my living expenses. Yeah. So I could focus on like, I only worked like one or two days a week or like very part-time, not enough to pay for my apartment and things like that. Like I didn't live at home. Yeah. So I needed to pay for like my life. But I also really was like, I got to listen to this guy. This is a part-time job. And I have these two other classes. I can't be working full-time, you know, like, um, so so I did. That's how I kind of got through was I, I took more loan money out to not have to work as much so I could focus on school. Yeah. And that's like, man, I, I that that alone is a whole thing. Like I, I'm interested in like finances too and like all that kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. I did the same exact thing for um, like my master's degree. I was lucky enough to get something called an assistantship, which is it's not a scholarship. You basically work and they pay for your tuition. Okay. I was oh, like, okay. oh, yeah, whatever, I'll take it. I mean, I wasn't, a, I, whatever, I got it. I don't know how I got it, but it's a long time ago. But I was like, yeah, I'll take out the loans because I don't really have any other money. I kind of have to. Right. Um, you know, I might have went to Cancun on that money too. I don't remember, but like <laughs> either way, but I get it. So it's like, but you look back now and you're like, man, did I need that? But you probably did. Like you probably did. did need it, you know? Yeah. So, but go ahead, I did. I'm sorry. Um, so then, and then the clinical portion was like an, like two years. So essentially my time at Monco was four years, even though it was just the associates for your RN. Yeah. Um, so it did take four years, um, but I graduated. I got a job um, at Hahnemann down in Center yeah. City. They closed down, didn't they? Did that? Did they that? did. Yeah, okay. Yep. Um, and I kind of jumped right into, it was like a surgical trauma floor, like an Whoa. intermediate unit. Um. And that was such great experience. Um, I saw a lot and probably like two or three years into working, I, at that time, like what you heard in like the, in the hospitals and just like within the nurses that like, eventually you were going to need your bachelor's, like the associates yeah. as an RN, as an associate's degree, like eventually yeah. you're going to need to go back to school. So I just at that time was like, all right, I'll just I'll just go now. So then I went back to school at night at Gwynedd Mercy for my bachelor's for like the, my BSN. Yeah. And that that was like a pretty like, honestly, the associates and the RN and all that was way harder than the bachelor's. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I did night school for that for two years. And um, and yeah. And then, you know, I had a couple other I did a couple other cool like nursing jobs and. Um, 
I worked in a drug and alcohol detox. I worked in surgery. So your wife as a CRNA, we, I worked in outpatient surgery, um, Jefferson surgery center at the Navy yard. So we did like oh, a lot yeah. of sports injuries. And so the CNR CRNAs, we worked closely with when they were, you know, taking the patients back and yeah. I did the pre-op and recovery room. Um, that was really cool. And that was a startup. Um, and then I got into like the pharmaceutical world okay. and, um, that's where I've been for the last 10 years, which wow. I still work as a nurse in addition to my business. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, when you say you're in the, the pharmaceutical field now, like, what do you, what do you mean? What is that pharma or pharmaceutical nurse? Are you like, what do you mean? It's so yeah. So like, um, different pharma companies, depending on like what type of drug they have nurse educators, which oh. they're called like field nurse educators that go along with a particular drug. So my company, um, has, we started with one and now we have two, but it's, it's for MS. There are two drugs used for MS. And okay. so I'm the nurse educator that like comes with oh, cool. that drug when a neurologist writes a script for it. So, um, so we educate patients before they start and then we follow them while they're on the treatment. Wow. So you like, you do a lot of it through zoom and th yep. oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's such a neat, like, I never really, never really thought about that, like career path as an option. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's coming a little bit more prevalent. Um, when I, when I started it 10 years ago, I'd never even heard of it. You know, that it was just like something that came up on my like LinkedIn and I was like, Oh, that sounds different. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, so it's, it's been great. It's, it's super flexible. Um, it's a great company and it's, you know, I, I'm, it's allowed me still the space to do my passion, which is yeah. my business. That's awesome. Um, yeah, the, it, I would love. I have all these like side things going on, but they're, they have the potential to make like money. Like you, you have a job, I have a hobby, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like I wanted to get there, but teaching is, is hard. Cause it, it takes up like, um, just takes up to your time, like a huge yes. chunk. There's no wiggle room really. Like you're no there, you're yes. at that building. That's it. There's no like, well, I could do this meeting online and have a little time. Like just none of that. Um, right. So that's something that I that kind of struggle with sometimes. Like I'd, I, your your life sounds pretty cool. It's like you're doing two different things and like just like really pushing this one thing that we didn't even really talk about yet, and this mm -hmm. other thing's like a solid base that's there for you, and and that's yeah, that's neat. You know, you said you said um, Hahnemann Hospital, and you talked about working in the trauma unit, mm -hmm. and you actually you said a word before trauma. It's the something trauma unit. It was surgical trauma, like an intermediate. So it wasn't like ICU, but it wasn't like a regular floor. It was like someone that's in between ICU and being on a regular floor. And, and that's something that, like when you talk about trauma, like my mind always went to, I don't know, a gunshot victim yep. or what, all that stuff. And especially at Hahnemann, you're probably seeing uh, your fair share of all that. But, mm -hmm. you know, as um, my wife and I, we adopted three children seven and about seven years ago three boys from mm. the foster care system of Philadelphia. So amazing. My, yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a wild ride. Let me tell you that. Um, it has been, and they're, they're just hitting their teenage years and it's a whole thing, but the word trauma has, have, has a whole new meaning for me. Um, whereas before this, I never even thought of 
trauma, brain trauma or experience or whatever. Um, I just never thought of it, but now it's come up so much in, in their therapies and um, just discussing their, their history and, and all of these different things. So yeah, it's, and it's hard. Like, you know, we've read, read some books, listen to the podcast, whatever, like the trauma brain. And when I hear about the trauma brain, I get like almost angry because I'm like, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. Like I almost yeah. don't believe that that is true. And it's like, well, it's based on research and it's true, but <laughs> and I'm like, but it's, it's not how I think. And it's like, well, maybe you weren't, didn't go through trauma. So right. it kind of like, I feel like that's almost a segue as I'm looking at your pretty awesome logo behind you, the healing <laughs> fawn, which is like, I, I, I mean, I know what a fawn is. It's baby deer and they're always like laying in the woods and they're always like scared and like bad things can happen to them. And it's a great name like for your company because like they're yeah. so fragile and like they need so much help. They can't really, it's a great name. Well, so the fawn actually doesn't represent a baby deer. Oh man, that was way off. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people think that, and I, I, I love like, you know, like they're beautiful creatures and, yes. all, and all that, but, um, <clears throat> so the fawn <laughs> is a survival Whoa. response. Um, man, I should know this. See, you're testing me. You said I was a survival <laughs> expert. I didn't even know what that is. So, you know, about, you know, like the fight flight. Yes. I know that one. Right. So like, you know, again, picturing out in nature, predators coming, yeah. you know, what's the animal going to do? Okay. So that's like, so when you have unresolved trauma and a dysregulated nervous system, you operate off of those programs. Yeah. They're you're embedded. So some people operate off of fight, you know, like something gets triggered. That trigger has very little to do with right now. It has something way more to do with in the past that yeah. wasn't resolved, but you don't know that you're thinking it's right there in the present. You freak out, you're fighting, you know, go right into fight arguments, whatnot, mm -hmm. flee. You know, you just want to get up and leave. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm triggered. I'm, I'm out of here. See you later. Whatever. Um, freeze. You don't know what to do. Gas pet foots on the gas pedal, foots on the brake at the same time. You're just stuck. Um, shut down, mm -hmm. playing dead, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then, but the fawn isn't talked about as much. The fawn is to please and appease. So you're, you're triggered. You're don't feel safe. Instead of running, fighting or freezing, you fawn, you try to please and appease the situation and yeah. fix the situation and help the situation with completely disregarding like your own uh, instincts and your own self and your own, um, your own needs. So you're completely disconnected and you're just pleasing and appeasing the situation. So the trigger goes away. Wow. You actually just described, um, every behavior that I've witnessed in the past 48 hours in my house. Um, I'm dead serious. <laughs> yeah. Every, you hit on so many things. I'm like, wait, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's so like, it's very complex. Um, yes. how do you like, okay. So you went, you're still a nurse. You're still doing your thing. How did you figure out that I want to help people in this way? I want to possibly guide them in whatever ways that you were trained in. Um, how did you figure out you wanted to do it? And how did you kind of like become the person that is able to do it? Yeah. 
Um, so it was definitely life, like personal life experience. Um, I was at a point in my life where, um, I, I felt like I had dealt with like my childhood, like stuff because I went to therapy. I was really able to talk about it with people. But what I didn't realize was I just intellectualized it. Yeah. Like I could talk about it but I never allowed myself to feel it and it it's stuck in your body. So you can intellectualize it all you want, but until you get to those areas in your body and feel your way through it, yeah. it's going to dictate your life. And, and that's just a fact. Wow. So I got to a point in my life where I was like getting divorced um, from someone I probably honestly should never have even married to begin with. That was just, I was not healed in the way that I should have been. Um, and it wasn't a match and it wasn't, um, it, it, it just, but at the time, you know, the way I was thinking was that like, Oh, this, this is going to work. This is, you know, this is, this person's a good person. I'm a good person. It's going to make it work. I didn't, because of these fawning behaviors, I never really had like my own needs. Like I never knew that I could have my own needs. It was like, you know, cert, like, like helping everybody else, yeah. you know? And as long as someone was like nice to me, then like, and was okay to me, like, then it was like, good. Like, okay, just, just anybody, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I just wasn't healed, you know? And uh, so as things unfolded, I was like, how, like, how did my life like get here? You know, how did I end up here? Like lots of failed relationships. Um, now a divorce. Um, you know, I had my, my son who's, um, he's nine now he'll be 10 in July. Um, but, uh, I was just questioning like, you know, and, um, I was talking to a therapist at the time and she had made a comment about, you know, you're ending up in relationships, marriage, a marriage where you're helping and like doing everything for this person and you're not getting anything back. Yeah. She's like, you're still doing that for your mom. And you've learned that your job in life, this negative belief was that I don't have needs or if I do, they're way at the bottom of the list. And I'm just to be this person that helps you and so you ended up with another person who you're helping who can't provide anything back to you and she's like so if you ever want to change your life and like go on the right path and have an equal you have to cut it at the cord which is changing that whole dynamic with your mom and not being like her caregiver or her assistant or the person who does everything for her wow and that like shifted And I was like, wow, like, okay. And like, that's what I need to do. And that's what I did. And put a lot of boundaries, made a lot of changes. And I then was working with someone who specialized in like inner child work. But I, I knew that it was in my body. I knew that like talking about it was only getting me so far. I knew that I needed someone who could guide me through the feelings of the things that I've been through. And at that time it was not, I mean, you, like most people still don't even know what somatic therapy is, but at that time it was like 
what? Like, yeah, like way what out, is out there. Yeah. Um, and so I read a lot of books. I worked with this person who was kind of doing like the inner child piece of it. And then I just so wanted to understand like myself and that I went back to school to become a somatic therapy practitioner, like to learn how to maneuver uh, people through these stuck traumas and stuck emotions. And um, so as I went back to school, um, that's where like, I'm like, you know, I'm doing this for myself, but I'm also doing this because I know there's so many other people that are in this same position and they don't know anything about this or where to go or how to do any of this stuff. So I had that seed already planted when I was going back to school. I'm going to do something with this. I just yeah. don't know exactly what yet. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you for, you know, being so vulnerable and, and really talking about a lot of the things that you've been yeah. through to get to, you know, where you are now. And it's really, I mean, you de you absolutely seem to um, be confident and understand you you seem to really understand like how to how to how to get to someone's I don't know deepest problems or whatever or or find yeah. it but it seems like it's because you were so open to figuring it out you were like almost not obsessed but you you <laughs> needed to find out like the core yes. the root and like yes. unless you went through that yourself um you, you wouldn't be able to like find it in others and, and, and guide that. That's, that's kind of what it seems like to me. Yeah. It could be a little bit off, but I mean, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. Like, and I think like for any like coach or mentor or anything, yeah. like, like when you've experienced something yourself or have some like struggle in that yourself, that like you're that much more of, of a mentor, of a guide, because like you, you actually yes. know what, what they are experiencing and can totally relay and connect and provide like that comfortability and, and safe space for, for the people you're working with. Now, is it like, you know, when you become trained as a somatic therapist, is that what, mm -hmm. is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Um, what does the word somatic really mean? Or what is that? Like, what is behind that? Like, what is the yeah. overall overarching like principle? Yeah. Uh, Soma, Soma comes from like of the body, meaning Soma of the body. So it's like the body and somatic therapy really in, if I could simplify it in like two sentences, it would be, there's a disconnection between the mind and the body. They're, they're disconnected. So what you're thinking and what you're feeling are two different things. And somatic therapy helps to reconnect both. Okay. Um, and the way in which they do that. The way in which we do that is through experiential practices, different modalities that recreate s situations from the past to bring up, like bring up emotions, things like that from the past here in the present to wow. things that are, were unconscious. We're now bringing into conscious awareness because those traumas, they're stuck here. They're not, they're not all up here for you to be like, you know, this is, this is, you know, what happened. This is how I felt. This is the resolution. You know, it's not retrievable in that part of the brain, you know, when it's a trauma. So you have to kind of get to that subconscious, deep, deep place, which 
you know, we have different ways of, of doing that with different exercises and things like that, yeah. but allow people to the space to feel. Um, and then it, it merges into like consciousness. How do you know if, um, I don't know. It's almost like if you think about, like, think about your situation, um, like earlier, like you were talking about, like you were, I don't want to say, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like you were happy to please. And like you were, as long as everyone else was happy, like your mom, whatever. Mm -hmm. How do you know if like, like you probably had some deep rooted trauma, but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people out there that do, but they don't, they don't know. Mm-hmm. How do you know? How do you figure it out? I mean, and like, what, what, like, what advice would you give to someone to kind of like, do, is there like a trauma test? Let me take this and see. <laughs> oh yeah, I was affected by this. I, I there is, there is like a really simple like assessment that you can take. Um, like, like I think it's the ACE aces. Um, okay. but I have my own assessments that I I use with people, but, um. The thing is, is that 75% of us have unresolved trauma. So if you're in a group of, of, you know, three out of four people have unresolved trauma, they're just not aware of it. And the level and the severity of it is obviously going to vary greatly. I want to meet these people that don't have it. Where are they? Right, right. Right. They're the ones, the ones that don't have it or say they don't and like kind of can say like, I had a great childhood. I had an amazing family, not one ounce of anything. Those are the ones that probably do have it. They're just, it's so deeply subconscious that they're not aware. Um, but I think that, you know, what brings someone to a point of, is this my, is, do I, is usually that they're seeing repeated patterns in their behavior or in their life. Ones that they don't like maybe, or ones that, right. Like, why do I keep like having the same argument with my partner? Why do I keep having failed like relationships with the same types of people. Why am I having such a challenging time parenting this age of, of my child? Like I just can't, I keep trying and I'm ending up in the same place, the same place, just reoccurring patterns are like the, like, okay, is there something else going on here? And I, I'm, I don't like it and I'd like to do something about it. You know, I'd like to stop these patterns. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Everything you're saying is making so much sense. You also said um, a few minutes ago, you said it's all experiential. And it's funny because that's actually, it's related in some way, I'm sure. But like what I do in school is a lot of experiential learning. Like um, I lead a lot of activities and group things. And we'll, you know, it could be a, it could be an activity with like five people or 300 people. And then mm-hmm. we'll, we'll come together and, sort of dig deep into that activity and, and, and learn from it through, through like a, it's almost like a secret ingredient that I have this, this method called the five questions, just like you have your own little way it works. Yeah. Your own little methods and stuff. Um, little magic tricks and like you can, it's fun because through activity, um, for the last decade, I've had some of the, the deepest conversations with 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 groups of students in class, and it gets it's incredible. We started with like playing a game of um, you know jumping up and down, or you know just carrying a potato back and forth, or whatever the heck it is. I mean, there's eight mm-hmm. million game activities that we do, um, but but it's it's cool how we go from that experience and like, well, where do you see that in your life happening? Kind of like, and yeah. it, it's it's really cool. So I I like that connection between. It's kind of like what you were saying, like you go back and almost like recreate 
the experience that you had, which kind of scared me for a minute. It's going back to my child. I'm like, nah, I don't want to open that one. Uh, I'm like, that's- but in a safe, but in a safe environment, you know, with someone who you feel safe and it's like a, a trusted space, you know, so it's, yeah. you're recreating it, but you're in a, in a place now where you're what we call resourced, you know, we make sure you're regulated. You're not in one of these dysregulated states like fight, flight, freeze, fawn. That's like, yeah. we work on that first to get you to where you are connected to your body, that you have tools that if you start to get you're starting to get up there out of your window of tolerance, like you're starting to feel that fight come on or that flight or freeze. What you know, we ha- we have the tools to then bring you back down to a place of connection, and it's very titrated. That's the difference between like talk therapy. Like we don't, you don't have to tell me your entire childhood. Yeah, you know, we can take a sliver of one memory, just a little sliver, a little piece of it, and just work with that little piece of it to get you to, to, to start to feel things and the body kind of guides your way through it. So I'll give you an example. So say, um, I asked someone, okay, you know, this is someone who's resource. They, they know how to regulate themselves. They have their breath work, their grounding, centering, all these tools. And you ask them to think of a sliver of an unpleasant memory from yeah, childhood. Sure. You give them a lot of space. You don't have to you know, there's no pressure. There's no, you know, time frame. Just see what comes up. There's no right or wrong way to do it. And let's say they come up with, um, you know, yeah, there was a time where um, this t- this memory came up where I went in the kitchen to get um, a cookie after dinner, and you know, my mom was there and made a comment about my weight and if I should really have that cookie. Yeah. And um, I don't know why that memory came up but when you asked me to think about something unpleasant that that memory just came up for me and then I'll say okay okay good like how does that feel well it makes me feel like my my chest hurts mm. it's all it's all tight in my chest as I ex- picture that memory okay let's let's sit with that feeling in your chest you know um you know what 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 else is it is it tight is it sharp does it want to move is it is it making you want to like shift your weight what's it feel like if we take a deep breath and breathe into that you know space um so we just kind of work yeah. with it and then they'll say yeah now it kind of feels like it's in my my throat like my throat's tightening up okay good yeah okay so let's breathe let's do this we, you know again we're just there's all these different ways that we work with it and then I'll usually say something to the effect of, okay, now we're at um, that same memory, but instead of your mom being in the kitchen when you went to get that cookie, you, the adult you, is in that memory. And um, how would you like, mm. how would you How would you have wished that that memory could have been different mm. if you were the adult standing there? And So then the client would say, well, I was going to get a cookie and my mom would have been like, oh, you're having a cookie. Okay. Like I'll have one with you. Let's sit down at the table and, you know, enjoy a cookie together and, or whatever it might be. But like, and then, you know, um, and then my mom was, you know, maybe gave me a hug or how does that feel if, if instead of being scolded or criticized, your mom just gave you a hug and joined you with, for a cookie, you know, and oh, I feel my, I feel so warm in my body and I, my, I feel so light and good, you know, so we're, we anchor that feeling. So that's like one 
example of how something might look wow, in a I session love that. like that. Thank you for really like walking through that that little like sliver. That's definitely yeah. gave me some cool insight into you know, as you're, as I'm trying to like intently listen to you, I'm trying to like think of my own thing. Like, wait, <laughs> that one didn't happen, but maybe. It was. So that's, I think that for anyone listening, like, like that's a really cool, almost like a sneak peek at what it it could look like for them. And yeah. and it's it almost feels like, I don't know, it's it's exciting. It feels like this is what, you know, as I look at life and I look um, at our country, our world, and medicines and diet and there's so many things thrown at you. Um, and, and to see like when like people really need help and really need care, like even, I'll use my own kids as an example. Mm-hmm. We don't even know where to start half the time. It's like, well, is it, is it a counselor? Is it a psychiatrist? Is it a psychologist? Is it, mm-hmm. um, this, uh, special therapy that they're giving to PTSD, um, folks. I think it's like, MDMR or something like that. You ever hear that? EMDR. One? EMDR. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my one son did that. So like, all these different things, and then like, for for a while, you think it's working because they didn't have any like episodes or whatever. So you mm-hmm. stop, and then it's like, well, and then it's been two years, and all of a sudden, wait, they're acting up again, and and, and there's just you know, without being too specific, I mean, there's just. And then it's complicated, and then and then you hear about oh you need to get this special therapist for this, and then you're like oh well they're not taking clients for six years. It's like well, or they don't take. It's just so. It's nice to talk to somebody who, you know, and you're like well I'm I'm not taking anyone for seven years, Jim. But like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's good. It, it really is cool to hear someone that is, is like genuinely interested in getting into what's deep inside and helping you heal yourself. And I I know there's, there's so much to it and you're obviously so well educated on it, but it seems like it just feels good. Like it feels right to have someone like you and, and and not just anyone. I'm not saying like, you seem like the perfect person, um, for that. And that's, that's, I'm sure you're, you're off to, um, a great start. How long have you been doing that? Um, it's. It's been the bit I've opened the the business is um, just about a year wow. that I've had, like that became an LLC like the Healing Fund. So awesome. Um, yeah, so it's still kind of new, yeah. but I, I I've done a lot so far, and I have lots of ideas and uh, things like coming and um, and yeah, it's just I I know that it's what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, you can tell that when 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 I listen to you, I I mean that like absolutely that and that is so cool because. Not everyone, most people aren't there. And, you know, to hear your, like, I'm, I know I cut you off, but, like, to hear your backstory and, like, you know, how many years ago you're sitting at the haircuttery in that <laughs> job and, like, and that's fine. Nothing against that. But, yeah, like, you right. had so much to give and, like, you're there now and, and you're not you're not even there. You're just, like, starting, but you know you're, you're on the right boat now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. It's cool. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'd love to talk to you more like offline. Like I could yeah. probably give you guys um, maybe some, just some, some cool like tips or strategies with like, you know, yeah. with like the, t- I mean, it's teens are hard as it is because they're, they have all the other, the normal stuff that all the kids are, go- all the teens are going through the yeah. hormones, the, you know, all that, yeah. you know, yes. rage, you know, yeah. they have all teenagers, regardless their trauma are going to have rage. Mm-hmm. Right. But what I tell clients because I do a class just I do a workshop just for parents um that are having trouble with their like not trouble just having like connection problems with their um children yeah and 
I walk the parents through a lot of what I do, but it helps them connect more to their kids. Um, but the one thing I say is, you know, the teens are going to be rageful just because, and then if they have unresolved trauma, they're going to be more rageful. And anger is a, is a healthy emotion and it's a, okay. It's a, it's a good emotion if it's in a healthy way. Yeah. So as long as it's not, you're not targeting a person like a parent or a sibling, um, and you're not like actually breaking things like, like encourage the anger, yeah. you know, and there's ways that we can help, you know, in a healthy way, get rid, like release that anger. Yeah. But when we say like, you know, cause when, when we grew up, it's like, you weren't allowed to express anger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Hide like it. the parents didn't know how to make space for that emotion. It's hard. It's triggering, but that's what they need is like, you're allowed to be angry. It just, you know, don't direct it at me or, you know, or a family yeah, member, yeah. but get it out, you know, release yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> definitely <laughs> experience the anger and also directed at family members. Like, yeah. So, so then but, that's, you know, that's, yeah, a then different, that's probably. a bit different. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I was going to ask Serena, how do you like, um, how does someone like, um, how do you figure out like how to, how to even start with you? And like, if you like a, the typical client, like say someone's listening to this and like, Oh my God, I need that. <laughs> I, mm -hmm. I need her in my life. How do you get a hold of you? And, and what is a typical, I know it's, there's probably no typical situation, but like, is it like, Oh, well we meet online and we do like three visits or is it like, Oh, I'll see you for the next 15 years and you can't get away. <laughs> like, how does it, how did, how did like, w could you tell me anything about like the typical process of, of a yeah. standard client or something? Yeah. Maybe so, age ranges too. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I, um, at my, all of my like contact information to like, see like my services and just learn more about what I do. Everything's the healing fawn. So the healing fawn.com is my website, my Instagram, my TikTok, the healing fawn. So you can find me anywhere. It's just, that's, that's it. Um, so if someone is, reaches out and they're interested. Um, I, I do like usually always a free, like phone call consultation to like, for them to tell me what they're looking for, what they're hoping, you know, to get out of what their goals are. And, um, and then from there, you know, there's a couple different paths. Someone might say, you know, I'm really not interested in like getting too deep into childhood, but I just am having a really hard time, like regulating myself. Like mm -hmm. I'm always like freaking out, fighting yeah. with my husband or I have road rage. I'm just irritated all the time. I know I'm dysregulated. I just want to work on that. So that goes in like a different path where I usually say like, probably like with three to six sessions, we can kind of get you to like, like an okay place for you to, um, work on that yeah. on yeah. your own for a little while. And then for the, if someone wants to do inner child work with the somatic therapy, then that's, uh, I always say a minimum of six, um, usually ends up being at least 12. Um, so two, two times you're kind of getting six at a time. Um, but it, you know, it, it varies, yeah. you know, but that's typical. Um, but one thing about like the way I practice is that trauma is a lifelong journey. Like healing is a life. I should say healing is a lifelong journey. And we, we are learning ways to manage and deal with it in healthy ways. And, um, so I think that doing your healing work is for a period of time. And then you take what you've learned, these new tools and these new outlooks and, 
have periods of rest and exploration. Like you're not just going to keep digging and digging and digging. You need to do some work and then go out and live and experience this, these new outlooks and this new way. And something may come up, will probably come up in six months or a year that you're triggered again. And it triggers a different part of that trauma. And then you come back and we work on that, you know, but I don't want people to ever feel like there's like, it's this, I'm going to be, you know, in debt by the time I'm done with yeah. her. Cause I'm going to yeah. be going for 10 years. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I know, really, I know. I'm really big about like, after someone's done, like, uh, like for a period of time, yeah. like three, four months, let's take a break, you know, go enjoy your summer, go use all these tools. You've yeah. learned so much, go live it out and, and see, see where you, where you end up. And I'm always here if you need anything, but I encourage that stopping point yeah. and, and utilizing. Um, yeah. no, I, I think that's amazing. So how do you, uh, I guess, um, uh, there's one question that just slipped away, but hold on. It's right here. I'm going to find it. Um, okay. Oh, Oh, well, here's another one while I think of that <laughs> one. Um, how, do, how do you, how are you able to, um, is it tricky managing this also being a mom and like, are you, have you ever been in the middle of, and people are reasonable, but like, you know, your, your kids kind of, you know, have needs and stuff like that. Yeah. How, how has that balance been? Um, it's been pretty good because, you know, my son, he's, um, he goes to his dad's every other weekend okay. and Wednesdays. So, um, and so that gives me time. Yeah. Um, and he's also a little bit older, you know, he'll be yeah. 10. So he's not like a baby yeah. running around where like, you know, yes. um, and you know, he's really like aware of like what I'm doing and he understands like, which is really cool. And, um, he, he knows that like, this is like my goal and passion. And like, you know, my mom's like building a business and like, you know, one day, like maybe my mom will do her business all the time and, you know, get, you know, so, um, so he's like, he's like, he, he likes it, you know, like he thinks it's cool. He'll be like, like, yeah, like I told, uh, we were at school and we were on our iPads and like, we looked you up and like, we saw these things about you and read your <laughs> articles and uh-huh. like, my mom helps people with their childhood. Like he like talks about it with like oh the kids God. and stuff. So like, That's and I amazing. think it's, it's, it's cool. Um, but I make, you know, I don't overwhelm my schedule in the sense of like, like I still have time. I do a lot of client stuff on the weekends, especially when yeah he's with his dad and, you know, fitting it in at various times of the day, but it's been manageable. I'm definitely busy, but not in an overwhelmed way. And I always say like, when I do my business and work with clients, it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like I have a second job or something. Like it's like, it's, it doesn't feel like that at all. Like, I don't know if that's how you feel when you do like your podcast. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I was just about to say that. I was like, and I mean, I guess, Sometimes, I don't know, it's really hard to like, as we knew the past week, we're trying to like schedule. I I haven't even been able to call you like at all just to whatever, but sometimes I think of the podcast or like setting this time up like, oh man, like I, you know, I have to do that. It's like, I I like it, whatever. But as soon as I get on and I'm like, and I start talking, it's like, I look down at the thing. It's like, oh, we've been on for an hour. And I'm, I just really, I get so into people's lives and, and I'm fascinated with like, how you did it and how, and like, I learned from everybody and yeah. like, you know, what I've learned so much from you and everything that you said today. I know there's a lot more there, but like, I mean it. And I think that people, the whole reason I started this is because I think I was looking for something like this, real conversations with real people that 
find strategies to make their lives better. And, you know, you obviously do that, you know, dive deep into that for a living, but just general conversations. I I got a lot out of, of talking to you today and, and, and I I feel good about it. Same, same. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I, I enjoyed like just being able to like not focus so much. Like a lot of the podcasts I've done really like are about the business, you know, and like exactly what do you do? And, you know, really, I, I haven't, maybe I've shared like a little bit of my personal story, but I, I really actually enjoyed being able to talk more about me, you know, yeah. um, and not just like business related stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I, and honestly, like, um, with almost everyone that I've ever talked to on here, I mean, I am genuinely curious about, um, your life. And I, and I think that, I think it's better, like, it's cool to not have anything ready. You know, I, and I, yeah. even when I started, I was like, oh, let me write these things down. And I honestly would never even look at them. I was just like scared in case I forgot or like, um, yeah. didn't have, I had a freeze up moment, which, which I definitely have from time to time. Um, yeah. so I had, which I is ha- fine. Yeah. It's like, all right, just whatever. Um, there are two, I wrote some things down just now as you were talking, cause I, the one thing came back. Um, okay. two questions and I'll let you get out of here. You gotta, you know, it's your, you know, night to whatever. I, I was expecting <laughs> your, like your, your son to like go zipping in the background or something like <laughs> zoom, zoom, you know what I mean? Like whatever. Um, how have you, and like, I feel like this isn't a loaded question, but I, I don't know. I'm sure you'll answer it a certain way, but how like, have you seen success in your clients? Have you seen real, um, yeah, I'm sure you're not gonna be like, well, no, it doesn't really work. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend me, (laughs) but I mean, like, have you seen it? Like, do you feel it? Like, what is it like? I think, I think that, um, the clients that are, truly curious like I say like what's the requirement you just have to be curious about yourself like you have to really just want to understand yourself if you if that's where you're at you are going to get a lot out of it and 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 have the tools to make like those changes for sure and people what I see the most of as far as success is people discover these negative core beliefs that they never knew that they had a lot of people will like write like on like my reviews like I didn't really know what I was going to find out but like I found out so much more than I ever could have imagined about why I was operating off of these systems these programs that weren't even really what I wanted them to be or where I wanted my life to go so it's a lot of self-discovery you know so if you want it and you're curious you know you're going to learn a whole bunch and like the goal is like your true authentic self you know like the real you like not with the beliefs that were put on you not with propaganda not with what everybody else is doing you know but who you really are is that young is that younger part of yourself and you now as the wise loving parent yeah. that you can be to the to to your younger self so wow that's oh man i love it yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm definitely, I mean, this is therapy is something that, you know, the different types of therapy I'm, I'm familiar with, with, you know, having my kids and going through a, a whole life of things. Um, but mm-hmm. this specific therapy just seems so like natural and so healing and just so, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It just, it, it, I think anyone listening to this is going to be like, Hmm, I might need to give that a try. <laughs> um, so that's good. And the, the last thing that I wanted to, to ask you about is I noticed that um, it seems like you have a really 
large following on Instagram, which is pretty cool for your business and your and your life. I didn't look at your TikTok yet, but as someone like me who is, um, I do this podcast, but I do like a whole survival thing. And and recently, my um, in the last few months, my my YouTube channel has been like just shooting up at a, at a rate that I'm like, okay, this is cool. Maybe I need to yeah. put more time into this. And I'm like, why is this happening? What did I do? What video? Like, so I'm way into like figuring all that stuff out. So I don't know any, I'd love to talk to you anytime about any tips you might have, but like what, what has been successful for you or what are you like always trying to, to do? Like, what are the, what are the tips for success in that area? I would, or is it a I, secret? And you're like, well, I'm not going to tell no, you. Because, yeah. It's really um, just like by chance, like the algorithms, I think that I've had a couple videos that just happen to yeah. circulate more. Um, and sometimes it doesn't even happen right away. It could be like a month later um, where then all of a sudden it circulates again and, yeah. and it gets more and then you get, you know, more, more followers from that. I know. Um, but I think that I, I personally love TikTok. I've always said that more than the other platforms because you can just There's be a lot yourself. of editing there too, like that you can do that's built right in. Yeah. And like you could be yourself and like talk, you know what I mean? It's not just pictures or like 10 second reels. It's like more like real, like yeah. you can connect with your people. Um, and um, so TikTok, I would say is like the platform that I like, like, like the most. And, um, I think it's just about your, the algorithms and, you know, all that, but also being, being able to really like connect with your, the people you're trying to connect with, you know, like making sure like the wording and, you know, having maybe like a certain, tagline that's maybe a little like ooh, like you know like (laughs) that like I personally don't like like the social media I like talking yeah me too but I don't like all that stuff and um I do it you know I did it a lot earlier on in the beginning like last year and now it's like when I can but it's to me it's not like the funnest part of yeah the job yeah Yeah. I I know it it seems I, I I'm all over the place with it but Um, it's, I think I need to book a session with you just to find out like why one of my videos like is taking off. (laughs) Like what, like why that one? Cause like I'm, I'll post a video. I'm like, oh man, this is so, this is so clever. And this tagline. And then it's like, what? Nothing. Nobody, what? (laughs) Like what's crickets? I'm like, man. And then some dumb video that I did like, well, I'm doing like nothing is it, it, you know, one that, that does well. well does well yeah I, I really think it's like the algorithms too yeah and i know i say no that a lot control. too and i just don't really understand what that we have means. no control over it <laughs> yeah no control i know but um no so serena this has been really fun and yeah. i i think that i'm really glad that we got connected through sean and he's a great guy by the way such an yeah. awesome dude and yes. So north penn's producing a lot of solid people mike capusta i don't know if you know him but he's the guy i used to teach with and you know, he's, yeah, I think who Sean kind of connected, yeah. was connected to. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, I, I mean, Hey, if we might as well keep this thing going. If you, if you have any other people from North Penn, you got to let me know. Cause it hasn't, <laughs> it hasn't failed me yet. Um, okay. Nah. Absolutely. But yeah. And that, I just really appreciate you giving me the space to, to talk and share a little bit about me. You yeah. know, I really appreciate that. I think people will love it and I loved it. And I think that, 
um, you're off to a great success. And it's a real, like what you're doing is real. It's not, Hey, give me some money. And, um, I promise this will turn in, this will triple in 10. Like just, this isn't insurance. This isn't like an annuity stuff. Like this is like, you're digging into real emotions and real feelings and thoughts. And that's so cool that you have this like formula to like get it out and like figure it and guide people. And, and that's really, um, an amazing thing. So, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's very possible that we'll be reaching out to you. Um, keep and keep in touch. Yeah, uh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. No, I was trying absolutely. to look for you on Instagram. Do you, are you on Instagram? Yeah, it's a, it's called the climbing bushcrafter, which is, oh, okay. yeah, that's my YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. I also have a, the, uh, the leader next door to, um, Instagram. That's part of my social media dilemma. It's like, I do all these things and I'm like, ah, where do I post this? And it gets a I couldn't find tricky. the leader next door on Instagram. I'll have to look again. Yeah, that's not good. But um, yeah, I don't like. I kind of been. I don't know. I, I I've been like I post this these um, podcasts on Spotify, Apple, mm -hmm. and then I just started putting them up like periodically on YouTube. Some of the different ones I've done. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I I had trouble videoing in the beginning, and I'm like, ah, forget it. I'm not going to do any videos. And then I just started recently doing this again. So. We'll see where it goes. If you have, yeah. if you ever see it and you have any feedback, like eh, take this down, Jim. This is stupid. You're not gonna. Uh, I'm. I am so open to any feedback. So. I appreciate oh, it. Uh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um And yeah, keep in touch. Okay. And I appreciate your time. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Serena. And hopefully, like um, anyone who hears Serena, you can get a hold of her. Uh, I'll have stuff down in the comments and all that, so they can cool. contact you and hopefully. Um, you know, maybe we can connect in another year and, and you have 17 employees and you're maybe we're doing the interview from your private jet. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? So no, it's, it's been a, it's been a pleasure and, um, I hope that you have a great week and a great weekend. Okay. You too. Thank you, Jim. All have right. a good night. Take care, Serena. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you have a great mentor or leader that you would like to be considered for the show, Email us at theleadernextdoor10 at gmail.com. Also, check us out on Instagram at Leader Next Door and our new YouTube channel at The Leader Next Door. And as Ralph Waldo Emerson once said, do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. Have a great week, everyone.